0: Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. Dreams to this is a recording done for Voice of Change. On Monday, the 18th of December, I decided to record this broadcast because today is the third year anniversary of my father's passing, Professor Latunji olorun And I thought today I would like to reflect on the lessons on leadership that is his life taught me. I received a beautiful bouquet of flowers from some of my mentees in North America. Part of it read, We're thinking of you today even as you remember the life and legacy of your dad. We we'll celebrate you as one of his gifts to the world. And then they go, Thank you for selflessly labouring over us. We love and appreciate you. And they put their names. And you know, their gift was so serendipitous. And I thought in all humility, my father's legacy lives in me, not just because of DNA, but because of what he vested in me, the time, the effort. I could write a book about my father and I probably would do so because he overcame astonishing odds to become who he was. Abandoned at five by his mother, ill-treated badly by his stepmother, terribly terribly mistreated. He left home. I guess he ran away at the age of 14. Became a storekeeper for a man in the town of Elisha at that time and he worked for this man for 18 months and the man never paid him. Lived in the bookstore, walked in the bookstore and was not paid for 18 months that he worked. He wrote the exam for St. Andrew's Teacher Training College. And though he did so well, he and his friend, who wrote me a lovely note today that triggered a round of sobbing that shocked even me. They both did so well. I think they got the best results, but they were not of age. They were under 16. They were sent to a new teacher training college that just started, St. Luke's in Nevada. They went there. My father ended up writing his A-level exams along with his teachers who actually just saw him in the exam hall. He taught himself his A-levels and did exemplary really well. And from there went to University of Ibado. As his friend wrote to me and I put on Instagram, he became Nigeria's pioneer professor of francophone history and became renowned in his field. I remember studying for lectures as a visiting professor in the Technical University of Munich in Germany, and I got into the Journal of the Historical Society of Nigeria, which he had been the editor of for years. I saw the sheer plethora of articles, either written by him or about him or him. I sent him a message, Dad, I respect you. In one word, I respect you, because I stumbled into his world. And saw how big he was in academia. I chose to be an architect and go into practice. My father's universe and his greatness in that universe was never really known to me till the time I myself also became a visiting professor. Don't go anywhere. I will be talking to you about lessons in leadership from my father. sponsored by A.B. Controlling and Confirm Cultures Foundation partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change podcast today on iTunes and Spotify and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Ola Jumoke adino, You can reach me on Instagram at Jumoke Fortitude to overcome overwhelming odds. Fortitude when the very one who should be by your side, your mother, is missing and he still went ahead to overcome all these odds. Fortitude. These days I hear people talk about we don't have money. Where does money even rank when he had no mother? Where does money rank? He had a father who loved him, but the home life was unlivable. Fortitude. You might think today you had no money, but I said my father worked for 18 months and was not paid. Forgiveness when he told me this story it was with a sense of forgiveness for the person who thought he had oppressed him he met the man somewhere at some place and the man was shrinking professor i've heard how well you've done he remembered that this was the teenager he oppressed and put through slave labor for 18 months what are you going through now the fall of the naira at least you're getting paid aren't you fortitude forgiveness I was two years old when my father started traveling out of the country with me. And at three, my parents took me on a European tour. We went to Germany, we went to Great Britain. We were in France. We went around and I got my first camera at this age. They gave me a camera. Looking through the eyes of the lens, I remember I took photos of what? Buildings, buildings and buildings. The architect was really latent in me even at this time. I learned not just architecture from the Palais de Versailles, but I saw the splendor of one man, one man's summer palace as distinct from the regular palace. I thought the whole day to walk through it. Taking my sons when they were young children, it occurred to me maybe it wasn't as big as I remembered it. However, I stood before the grand picture of Marie Antoinette, and I asked, What happened to her? And my father explained she was guillotined. By who? The people. I stood before the picture of the Dauphin. Hassan, what happened to him? This was a mere child. He responded the same way, guillotined. This was during the French Revolution of 1789. At that age of three, I realized that a vibrant country is a country where the people are not pushed to the wall. If the people are pushed to the wall, they will revolt. When there's nowhere else to go and nothing left to eat, the masses will turn upon their rulers. I learned this at three years old, all over Africa, their leaders who are much older than three years old, who should remember this. When the people are pushed to the wall, or like they say, When the poor have nothing else to eat, they eat the rich. I learned that as a child. I learned on those trips around Europe that all men are equal regardless of race. The presence or the absence of melanin under someone's skin does not make them superior or inferior to the other. In fact, it would be a total lack of exposure for anyone to think that the absence of melanin under his own skin makes him superior to someone who has melanin that helps them to block the sun's rays so that they don't have skin cancer. Indeed, if it was anything else but racial bias, we would call it a mental illness for one to think that the pigment makes them superior to another. Ah, you think I'm oversimplifying things and I may be, but it's really a lack of exposure that makes you believe one set of people are inferior to you because everyone you know of that color, in your experience, has been inferior to you. It does not mean that black professors do not exist. It does not mean that black three-year-olds who tour Europe and come back and live in the city of Abaddon in Nigeria do not exist. There's so many lessons. I will end on this note for today because I want to take it chronologically. Lessons on leadership from my father, the legacy of my father. He would engage me as a two-year-old and talk to me. Now I wonder, as I talk to two-year-olds, and I have six-year-old friends who call me Mrs. A, four-year-olds, Mrs. A. I now wonder, what did he talk to me about? But I talk to them too. We have conversations. I have young friends, four-year-olds, six-year-olds. They are my friends. My name is Anna. My favorite color is, and we talk, and we talk, and we talk. Respect all human beings. This is what I learned. Regardless of race, tribe, tongue, age, we are created in the image of God. And the seed of God resides within each human being. Respect them for that. Every human being is a universe of possibilities. And the young merit their respect too. Why? For their future, if not their present or their past. Respect what that young person can become and will most likely become with the right nurture and the right guidance. I learned, and I think I should continue next week, with the lessons on leadership, the legacy of my father. Join us next week on Voice of Change. It's time for change.